Kicking It fans, episode 29 of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. Very casual today, just a quick check-in with you all. Danny, what's going on on your end, man? Man, I'm hanging out here, just chilling. Got back from a workout earlier. Enjoying the weather, man. I remember last time we recorded, I remember Jay was talking about how stormy it was there. Crazy stormy here. And this week's been insane. 92, feels like 98 every day. So it's been easy to get out and uh, hashtag sweat today. So it's been good. It's been good to enjoy the sun this week, get a little tan. Um, but it's been good, pretty relaxed, and not much new going on. What about you? How's it going down there? Pretty good. Very hot. Very hot. I've had to literally restrict my running to only after like 8 o'clock at night because it gets way too sunny here, way too humid. I think yesterday the UV index was around 11. Uh, I want to say around lunchtime, so I was staying inside. Uh, but you were at the beach, though, weren't you? I did. I went to the beach last weekend. That? Yeah, it was fun. We, uh, we got the chance to go, me and Josh, to – uh, one of our friends' place who goes down to UNCW, they, their house is still available to go in. So we went in, got to go on the beach, socially distance ourselves from everybody else on the beach. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I got cooked for sure. I turned into a lobster after day one because I hadn't really seen the sun without my shirt on for an awfully long time because I'm not one of those guys who runs with his shirt off like one of my buddies here, Mr. Co-host here. I cannot do this because I will cook t- way too quickly in this heat because you know me I run in the afternoon it's beaten down on you I can't get away with it but the beach was a lot of fun it was good to get away uh I've been wanting to go to the beach for a long time so good to get over there hoping to get back soon that's for sure good to hear good to hear you're right though I have resorted to not wearing a shirt when I run part of it is because it's later at night no one can really see me so you know and the sun's not out and it's just easier man I I know it sounds corny but the aerodynamics of not having a shirt on makes me feel that much faster I'm not, I'm not super fast to begin with, so any added bonus I enjoy. Um, but, but, yeah, talking about things that I've been doing, I actually – can, can we just talk about <laughs> this guy just mentioned aerodynamics from taking his shirt off? I can't hold back from that. Listen, aerodynamics. Man, it's true. How much it's are you true. cutting from that? Ten seconds off of a four-mile run because you're not wearing a shirt? Look, I mean, man, that means a lot. When you're going for PRs like you are, every day you're hitting a PR. So maybe, listen, it does, maybe I should try for me, it's all about in your head. If you can just feel that you'll be faster by not wearing a shirt, you bet your bottom dollar that I'm not going to wear a shirt when I run. Um, even when That's I fair. even when I ran my mile time and I got my best time in a long time, I was wearing a very very light cutoff and light runner shorts. And I was like, if I would have been wearing my basketball shorts and a sleeved shirt, promise you, I would not have gotten that time. That's anyways, That's anyways, true. running has been great. Um, that's been something, of course, that I've been talking about the last few days, few weeks, really. Uh, I totaled up my mileage from April 26th to July 1st, and I've run a total of 152 miles. Wow. So that's I'm, amazing. Thank you. Wow. Very wow. good. That's great. I need to check that, but, man, that's a lot of miles. <laughs> I know, man. If you would have told me I'd be running this much, again, just to say, I know it sounds cliche, but I would have looked at you really funny, but – couldn't be happier. I mean, my mental health is, is doing really well for the situation we're in. Being in South Carolina is one of the worst states probably in the country, one of the worst places to be when it comes to the virus. I saw today we had, I think, 56,000 new cases countrywide, um, which is a record, and it's nothing new at this point. But on a lighter note, I actually – I know we just talked about it, but I want to mention to our viewers and listeners, if you have any love for basketball at all, whether it's you would like to watch games when they're on – or you're to the extreme like me and Danny where we talk about basketball when it's not even being played. Ray Allen from the outside. Oh, my gosh. 
12 out of 10. I just finished it. I think I started on Tuesday night and we're currently recording Friday afternoon. So zoom through it pretty quick, pretty quick, not to mention the pun right there with zoom. I hope you got that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's so good. It literally talks about how he grew up. He actually grew up in Dalzell, uh, Dalzell County, uh, near the Sumter area. And, you know, I totally forgot that he was from South Carolina. Of course I knew that KG was a South Carolina guy from Malden and Greenville and, you know, ended up being on the big three together in Boston Two South Carolina boys. How weird is that? Um, but it's, it was, it was great. Talked about his, his experience at UConn on to Milwaukee, Seattle, Boston, Miami. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. So I definitely recommend it. And one thing that I tweeted out a little topic of discussion that we can go over your dad actually was the first one to reply to me. There was an instance where I want to say it was towards the end of their reign as the big three Rajon Rondo got to be really just a pest in the locker room. He was throwing stuff at the, there was a story about him throwing a water bottle, at a TV screen when Doc Rivers said, watch the film. And he said, man, forget your film. He didn't say forget your film, but censoring it and broke the TV screen, didn't say anything. And um, they were trying to get on him and stuff. But anyways, there was a trade. It was actually supposed to go down, but Doc Rivers actually felt bad about it because it was with the New Orleans Hornets. The Hornets almost traded Chris Paul to the Boston Celtics for Rajon Rondo. Danny, okay, so imagine this. And listeners and viewers, imagine this. CP3 with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, and a healthy Kendrick Perkins. How good would that team have been? I mean, I you had to mention Perkins, had, I'm sorry. <laughs> you had me until you mentioned Kendrick Perkins. I mean, I, I was so I, – I was in on that team being one of, like, the potentially best of all time. And then you said my man Kendrick Perkins, and you completely – no, I'm kidding. Shout out to Perk. I mean, he's, I mean, let's be real. Let's give Perk his credit. He's becoming one of the most, like – prominent figures in social media right now whether it's because prominent. he's trolling everybody yeah. i would say so i mean i'd say he's trolling people half the time i gotta True. be honest he's becoming like the anti-skip bayless which you know you always need an anti-hero i guess well, i guess a hero because skip might be the anti-hero but man that would have been amazing because you think about rajon rondo right and you think about his ability to control the game control the pace but like you said one of the problems was his ego We've oh. seen Chris Paul. He might have an ego when it comes to negotiating contracts or, you know, getting angry at his teammates and all this nonsense. But when he's been on successful teams, on good units, he's always been a complete point guard. He's one of the most underrated shooters, in my opinion, in terms of point guards. You very rarely see him miss an open shot. You just don't. And he, and he distributes the basketball. And talk about that. I mean, having guys on the wing, having guys down low. I mean, Chris Paul would have had just – Every option. And I think, I mean, you can't even imagine how good that team would have been, especially a young, healthy Chris Paul. Like that's what what gets me too. But your dad actually shout out, Mr. Steve responded ASAP. I mean, literally I tweeted it and I looked down and your dad was the first to reply. And I put the question that I posed was that the Celtics pulled off this trade, creating a core of, you know, CP Ray Allen, Paul Pierce and KG. What was their realistic ceiling? And your dad said, same as without him. CP is not a great guy either, to use Doc's words. Would have had about the same chance to win with CP or Rondo at point. Both very self-centered and aloof, in my opinion. Not great team guys as a result. Your dad needs to come on, Danny. And the He's thing smart. is, and the thing is, my dad and I talk about this all the time. And I'm and CP3 is a uh, North Carolina guy, so it mm-hmm. hurts me to get on CP. I played against his AAU teams when I was young. I, I respected CP3, but I don't think my dad's wrong. I mean, yeah. we've seen how he's acted on the Clippers when he had two of the best young guys to throw the ball around to. I mean, he had Blake Griffin. He was throwing alley-oops to Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, like, from full court. You know, he had these guys. 
But as soon as he gets bounced somewhere else, it's, oh, yeah, no, those guys had nothing, no, you know, whatever. And now, yeah, he gets traded to OKC, and he wants to be the guy, and he wants to take all his money. And I, I don't think my dad's wrong. I mean, I don't think he would have been as bad as Rondo. I, I think Doc True. could have maybe corralled him a little, I hope. But Doc's, Doc, Doc did coach him there. You know, he would have coached him in Boston. He coached him in L.A. So you don't really know. You know, I mean, Doc is a good judge of character. You'd have to trust what he said. And, you know, my dad's been watching basketball for a long time, so I trust what he says when it comes to basketball. But I'm not quite sure I agree with him in terms of the same. Um, but you got to think about who those Celtics teams were facing. True. Facing one of the best players of all time, God rest his soul. So, I mean, would CP3 bit have been – would he have been the, the bit to get him over the top? Would he have been, you know, helping them to beat the Kobe's and the LeBron's of the world? Who knows? We, we haven't really seen CP3 come up – big I always talk about teams you know when he needs to be around when he's the guy who can potentially get them over the hump how many times does he catch a thumb injury or plays pulls an hammy. off game pulls hand, something there's always something right they had the yeah. Warriors in deep water deep water he goes out see ya. you just knew it was coming he's, he's almost like you're gonna hate me for saying this but he's the accident waiting to happen in the NBA he has a great regular season I hate to do this too. I didn't want to do it. And it just came naturally. Okay. This is not pre-planned. He's just, that's what he is. He's the accident waiting to happen in the NBA. You just don't want him on your team come crunch time. So it's fine. You know, because I, I think he's partly right, but partly wrong. Right. But I will correct myself. Your accident waiting to happen. Cowboys are looking real, real good right now. Especially if you land Mr. <sighs> Jamal. I mean, if that happens, listen, that y'all are a pro. You're already with a problem. Dallas. The thing with Dallas is, of course, of course, we get probably our best team in the last five years together, and there may not even be a season. Of course, we do it this year. Of course, we get CeeDee Lamb. Of course, Jamal wants to come. We may not have a season. So, how much hope can I really have? Really? Really? I think about going back to your Chris Paul point, though. I mean, you're definitely right about Kobe and the battles they had East versus West in the finals. But think about this. After LeBron left for Miami, that's when the big three started to fall apart. I know Father Time played a role, at least for Ray Allen, maybe a little for for Paul Pierce. But imagine if CP would have gone to the Celtics right as LeBron jetted for Miami. Imagine those duels. I mean, you talk about the iconic LeBron stare-down game when he had 45 in game six against the Celtics at TD Garden. But what if Chris Paul was there? I mean, imagine the dynamic they would have had on offense, too. Chris Paul being way more of a threat than Rondo ever was, at least in my opinion. And I know that prime Rondo was one that you could not mess around with, and he was top five point guard, I think, of his generation. Really? I'm not, I'm not scared to say that, but I mean, it's always a what if. It's always a what if. You can't really what if it to death because it's not going to do you any good. But on the topic of CP3, we've got some news that is really exciting. One of our kicking it guests Zarek Lawler Wingate alumni will be playing on ESPN Saturday night July 4th 10 p.m eastern time against team CP3 he will be playing with team primetime players in the basketball tournament our first dose of live basketball since March Danny how has it been since March it's crazy to think about and what's even 
And before we get into it, what's even crazier to think about? Can we talk about how simple the name of this is? The basketball tournament? I mean, it's beautiful. TBT. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Just the basketball tournament. You can finally enjoy. Some, and hey, let's not get it twisted now. A lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, the TBT, this is like similar to a minor leagues or something. No, no, no. These are some of the best players that played at all big colleges, Division One, Division Two, have had NBA, you know, experience, experience overseas. Like, this is going to be some good quality basketball. And like you said, this is going to be our first reminder that basketball is back. Basketball's coming back. And, and to see guys like Zebo and I know Sean Barnett's going to be playing as well, get the chance to play on ESPN. I mean, the worldwide leader. This is what we're talking about, the worldwide leader. That's incredible. I, I mean, you know, me and Josh were talking about it today on our run, and I was saying, imagine if you know, one of our matches against Queens got bumped to ESPNU. ESPN, the right. Ocho, for God's sakes. I mean, it, anything. <laughs> and on ESPN, like, that's where, you know, this could, this could make a guy's career. So I'm really interested to see. And uh, I'm excited to see Zebo, man. It's been a while since I got to watch him play. So to be able to I watch know. him on ESPN, you know, maybe a bottle of wine or two to celebrate the fourth as I watch my guy. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Would not be would not be against that um, when no. it comes to watching it. Odell Turner, another Wingate guy that's going to be right. playing in that game too. So three Wingate Bulldogs. I only felt it was right to represent today, throw on the W. But yes, um, that's going to be exciting. One other shout out, shout out we had, one, one of two that I have actually. Our guy Marquise Williams is a dad now. Another kicking it alumni. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Another kicking it guest. Marquise, if you're watching this, if you're listening – Congrats, man, to you and your wife for having your beautiful baby girl. And let's just say, too, he may be one of the funniest dads on social media. I mean, I always feel like I'm sending you every single one of his stories because they're just so good. They're so good. I I love how it almost seems like his life – just didn't even it didn't even like have a bump in the road right he's just training cooking hanging out with his wife and now you just see more snapchats of his daughter sleeping or not sleeping and him talking about you know not being able to get a good night's sleep i mean it's hilarious but like you said congratulations to the family marquise we know it's going to be a big upcoming season for you can't wait to see you do big things and we know that having a daughter is only going to push you to work harder and be better so we're excited to buy the jersey of whatever team you eventually get to when you get a called up to indeed. the league. Indeed. And one last shout out. I'm, prob- I'm sure you saw it on social media this morning, either on Snapchat or Instagram. I can't remember. Our boy Jay Cotty just came on, episode 28 guest, threw down his first dunk. And he said a really long time, I guess probably since the season, he said he's up to 192. So look out, bully guard, him and CEO in the backcourt next year. They're going to be some pretty hefty Hefty. Should we mention Thick Boys? Should we enlighten our, our viewers and listeners on the Thick Boys crew, Danny? I, I mean, they, they have absolutely joined uh, the Thick Boy Army. I, I, this is what, and for those who don't know, when give Donnie... Him, give us a backstory. When those who don't know, right? So I go to just about every basketball game. Donnie can attest to this. Every basketball game, female and male at Wingate, you will see me in the corner, you know, supporting. You know, I love supporting Wingate Athletics. I was upset I never got the Spirit Award at Wingate, but, you know, I digress. Um, but I would go watch all the time. And every time Wingate would face another team and there would be maybe a guard or a forward who was just thick, you know, like a, think Zach Randolph, think Mark Gasol, think that LR center who could shoot the three. Like these guys are thick, right? So I would text Donnie as he's on ESPN recording, mind you. I mean, this guy's doing his job. I mean, 
uh, shout out our boy. He his face is on ESPN more than a lot of a lot of athletes we know, right? And I'll send him a text or or a Snapchat or something of the player, and I'll say, you know, this guy's the new captain of the thick boy uh, army. He's the new sergeant, the new lieutenant. And I look over, and Donnie has to mute himself on the live broadcast because he's dying laughing. And can we just shout out? I think you probably know his name. I don't really know his name. The I mean the lieutenant captain of the thick boy army from Catawba. I mean, that dude is a bowling ball, and he can ball, man. He, he can, can ball. ball. Devin Cooper. Devin yeah. Cooper. Shout yeah. out to you, Dev. Charlotte guy as well, I believe. Yeah. Or North I bet Carolina he is, guy. baby. We're thick yeah. around here. We're thick <laughs> down in the 704. And when we say thick boys, we do not – we're not making fun of their size. No, no, by no. By no, any no. means. Absolutely. Uh, because... I, have, I, have a, I have a hoodie that – that says thick boy crew. Like I, I'm a thick boy. Oh my god! I love it, man. I'm a thick boy all the way with two C's, to... baby. T H I C C, thick boys. And also, in case there are any recruiters or people that are looking for a broadcaster, I am looking at these texts during media timeouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, to, I have to clarify course, that. Course, I'm not, course, I'm not commentating and going, yeah, you know, and then oh, thick boys. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna do. But that. if you but, said that on a broadcast, I mean, I did my job. That would be so. Let's hope so I don't. Funny. How about let's hope I don't. You know. I hope you do. But you know, maybe for like an AAU game, not for an ESPN. Definitely, definitely. Game. Or I'm one on the sideline commentating, and there's some time for some lighthearted comments. But exactly. Um, those are some of our shout-outs for guys that have come on our podcast and guested. Can't wait to see what they do next. Um, and another one that we can really even mention too, Noah Eagle. He's been on the tennis channel. Yeah. I know your dad um, commented on one of his posts today. Tweeted at him. Um, and he's going to be involved probably in some capacity for the NBA bubble, our next topic Love of discussion. It. And there have been guys that have dropped out. Victor Oladipo, literally just as we got on, said he is not playing. Gordon Hayward said he will leave if his daughter is born while he's in the bubble, uh, which makes it an unknown whether or not he'll be allowed back in to play with his teammates. So, Danny, quite simply, what do you make of all these guys making their decisions? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think this is something that we kind of predicted. I mean, when the bubble is going to be the way that it is, right? You're going to take these guys away from their family, away from their regular life after four months of getting on a new routine, getting on a new diet, a new training plan. Maybe they had personal chef, their own personal chefs and masseuses and training. And I mean, being with your family, I think, is one of the things that all of us cherish the most about this. So to leave a guy who's been with his family for the last four months in a row and then say, Oh, wait, now you can't see your family for three months. That's tough, man. Like, you got to understand, you know, for Victor Oladipo, he's trying to protect himself and his family. And Gordon Hayward, I mean, the, the birth of his daughter, how can you miss that? And that's, I think that's going to be more than just one player. I think what we're seeing now is guys who um, – sorry, I got a call here. I had to silence it. But, you know, it's guys who, are, who, are, who have been outward about it, that, that they're not comfortable. You know, the guys like DeMar DeRozan who have come out and said – you know, I'm not that comfortable with this. It's weird. It seems over the top. And this is going to happen. I mean, God, I mean, obviously, the guys who test positive, we're making sure that they're okay before they come back. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan are some of the guys who got mentioned. But this is going to happen. I, I know that they're, you know, people are disappointed that Oladipo, especially Pacers fans, I can't imagine how they're feeling right now with their shots going straight out the window. I mean, let's call it what it is. But this is going to happen. And guys are going to get sick during this. It's just, it's part of what's going on. And that's the thing where, you know, a lot of the guys who have been saying, if you win the championship this year, you should not have an asterisk. You should have a gold star. Like, I like who, it, that, that. That's true. 
You know, guys have been coming off a completely different routine, completely different lifestyle, and they're going to win in a completely different lifestyle. And I know this is something that you probably paid attention to, but I remember Giannis came out and said, and I believe somebody else, I can't remember, this is similar to how they do it, you know, in Europe. This is how the FIBA does it. They lock them up. You know, you go to this place, you play, there's not giant crowds, you know, you're away from your family. So, you know, does this give an advantage to guys like Giannis and the foreign guys, maybe Luca, guys like that who are used to this? You don't know. They had to move away from their families to come play in the NBA, period. So maybe this will affect guys like LeBron, you know, family men a little bit more. I'm, I'm very interested to see because you know how big, of a, how big of a part of these guys' success is being with their family and having their normal routine. And we're just seeing that it's really affecting guys so much so that, you know, a superstar like Victor Oladipo is not even going to go. He's not even going to try it. So I'm interested to see how many other players, because Victor Oladipo is a big name. You know, if it was small guys, bench guys, maybe, you know, they'd think they're not as important. So whatever. But Victor Oladipo is a superstar. He, he made the Pacers really – he gave them their chances. In my opinion, they're out, their chances are out the window now. So, yeah. you know, we'll be interested to see what are kind of the, you know, the waves from this. You know, are there going to be mm-hmm. other players this week who drop out? Because my prediction is that there are. For sure. I agree with you. I, I think that um, when I think about, though – what would be the number of players you'd expect? Really, it, it's so up in the air that you have no idea. And I'm interested to see just how um, the news that we've gotten, at least for the Clippers, I think they closed their practice facility yesterday because of positive tests. The Nuggets have done it. I think the Nets, of course, did it. Uh, so we really don't know. I mean, once these guys get there, I would like to believe that I think it's going to be okay. I think that the NBA has been strict enough. I think that they've got their – their rule book when it comes to this, their guidelines will be, you know, God willing, good enough to keep this alive and keep this, you know, through to the end of the season. But who knows, man, who knows? But Giannis did. I actually sat down and watched his entire uh, Zoom. It was weird because the press conference, you're so used to seeing all these recorders right in guys' faces and, you know, left and right. But literally there was a guy mediating it and he would literally welcome in people on Zoom calls. There was just like a joint Zoom and he would say, Malika Andrews, ESPN, Zora Stevenson, Bucks Digital, and they would chime in. You could definitely hear that they were on a Zoom call, and Giannis was just staring at the screen. It was, it was a weird setup, but he did mention uh, the thing that you mentioned about how FIBA really would do the same thing. They would literally get the guys there, isolate them from their families, only play, only play ball for days and weeks on end. Who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting. But in other news, baseball is coming back too, so you have to think about what's going to happen with them. Jeff Passan, our baseball woge, uh, was tweeting like crazy, of course, when the, when the news broke. And it's weird. I think opening opening day is going to be July 23rd. And other news, too, the MLB canceled their All-Star game for the first time since World War II, which just sounds very weird to say. Yeah. We're literally living in history. Um, football hopefully will come back. What do, you, what do you make of all this news, too, Dan? Yeah, and in addition to that, minor league baseball just canceled their season as well. So that's obviously a big effect on Charlotte. I know the Charlotte Knights are, are the league leader in the minor league baseball when it comes to ticket sales. And, you know, we sell out those games. It's a great atmosphere over there. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot ha- happening. I mean, July, like you said, it's going to be a, a, an exciting time. There's a lot going on. We're going to see how different policies work, how does the bubble work. And NFL also, sh- you know, is planning to shorten their roster sizes. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Teams have to start being more strategic about who they're bringing. There's clearly a lot of reaction going on. It's not a lot of being proactive right now. I mean, we saw with MLB, they were waiting and waiting and waiting. And now they make the decision and the turnaround is three and a half weeks and then they're playing. I mean, what, what do you think the players are thinking? We had no idea this was going on. And now, I mean, imagine if you told a fighter, a UFC fighter, hey, we, we're not going to do anything. Oh, wait, you're fighting in three, we- in three weeks and then you're going to be gone for how long? 
you know, it's crazy, but it's good to see sports on its way back. Obviously, we've been seeing UFC and soccer. Now golf is on its way back. Baseball's back. Football's canceling games, but they're planning. In other news, the French Open is now, they just agreed that they're going to have 60% fans. They're going to have fans in 60% capacity. So really? Europe is starting to really make moves to try and get fans back in stadiums. So obviously their numbers are not doing what ours are right now. So it's going to be interesting to see, but you know, this, this is what we're going to have to see. It's going to be a lot of trial and error. We're going to see how basketball works. How's the bubble going to work? And I think another important thing that, you know, we didn't mention is the mental health of players. I know mm -hmm. what you said, you know, hopefully that they're safe in terms of the physical health and, you know, not being infected, being together and, you know, not being allowed to leave. But it, the mental health is going to take a toll. I mean, to be three months separated, you can't get close. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was talking about, wait a minute, we can play the games and fight each other in the games and be all over each other and sweat and saliva, but we can't play doubles ping pong? Like, how ridiculous does that sound? You know, when you think about it in terms of just common sense, that doesn't really make much sense. It, it doesn't. To not allow people to get close when you're playing games with each other. But like you said, the NBA is doing everything they can to be as safe as they can. And we know baseball will do the same and football's planning to do the same, you know, so much so that they're cutting out preseason games, potentially cutting it out altogether and shortening rosters. That, that's a big deal. It's definitely going to have some effects on the seasons this year, but I know me and you agree on it. And I hope a lot of people are with us. It's better to have sports than not. So True. I'm hoping it comes back. I hope everybody's safe and I hope we get the same quality product that we're used to seeing, you know, and I hope that the players are okay. Cause at the end of the day, they're human. We always talk about that. They're human. They're going to be away from their families. It's going to be different. So I'm hoping that we get the quality we want and, and they have the, the freedom and, and the, the, in the environment that they want, you know, because at the end of the day, that, that's most important. I'm glad you mentioned overseas because they've been killing the game when it comes to the virus in general and getting sports back. And I had to mention it because my team had a very bad loss yesterday. I know your team had a very bad loss as well. Tottenham and Chelsea lost some head-scratching games. Uh, Liverpool won the Premier League, as we all know. Soccer is doing so well. Let's just give them no. a virtual and, you know, figurative round of applause because they've been doing great. The league has been back. You see guys. I mean, I think there was one positive test in 2,250 participants, and that's less than, I think, 0.0007%, which is, you know, essentially nothing, not discrediting the person that got it. But, I mean, I hope that – I hope that that's just a positive sign to say to people that if you take this seriously, as me and you have hammered over and over again, it can go, it can, you know, subside. Now it's not going to go away, but it can get better. But there are just so many hard headed people out there that doesn't feel like it applies to them. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. So if you True. control the environment, if you can, if you wear your mask, if you can control the stuff, and I know the players are doing this, you got to know that there's going to be team people around that are keeping these players doing what it takes to stay fit, stay healthy and do what they have to do. And that, cause at the end of the day, everybody makes money. Everybody supports their family, staff, coaches, players. If this thing goes on. So, True. you know, if, if you want to be, you know, ignorant and not do, not follow protocols and not do the little things, you know, what it takes to be safe, then we're not going to get sports. We're not going to lower the numbers and we're not going to have our freedoms back. And we're going to have, you know, more executive orders and more people dividing, you know, their decisions on, on what their stance on the mask is. But as far as I know, I want everybody to go back to as much normality as they can when it comes to school, sports, work, having their families be safe. You know, obviously, a little shout-out to Habib Nurmagomedov, the lightweight champion in the UFC. His father, you know, 
absolutely so unfortunately passed away today due to coronavirus related incidents and, and just everything that was going on. It, 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 this is real guys. It's real. It's killing people's families. It's separating families. And, and, you know, obviously we love to see sports back, but like you said, it's let's keep everyone safe. Let's keep everyone safe. Let's do the right thing. And then let's see, because like you said, in Europe, they, fi- they fi- figured something out. Maybe they figured something out that we didn't considering in the NBA, they tested what 300 something. We've got 25, 30 tests. They test over 2000. They have one. The UFC has been testing all these people. They've had two, one fighter and one cornerman. Like, clearly you can do it. If you really want to put in the time and you isolate yourself, you can do it. So hopefully, Mm. like you said, sports comes back. We protect these athletes as much as we can. And we get back to doing stuff, you know, the way we like it. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. On a lighter note, uh, I actually was blessed by my mom because she actually made a purchase for me kicks-wise pair of some more fly nets coming in similar to these ones right here same type of design yes sir but they will be a different colorway. are there any new shoes you've gotten no man i gotta be honest man my interest in buying shoes right now has really subsided just due to everything that's going on you know i want to try and be as money efficient as i can right now obviously planning a future now you know working on graduation hopefully god willing be graduated with my master's in december which will be a giant blessing so as of right now, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be as money efficient as I can, plan my next move. So, you know, buying shoes right now is not really at the front, but I do want to mention those Quay 54 Jordan 6s that are potential, or was it Jordan 7s? No, Jordan 6s. 6s that, that got dropped. Man, those are beautiful. They remind me of those Barcelona 7s, you know, that they, you know, the last dance did a little bit of a spotlight on. Beautiful design. And got, I always support Quay. You know, they put on a great tournament in Paris every year. So that would be a beautiful shoe to have. I'm not exactly sure when it's releasing, but I mean, there's a lot of shoes coming out. We talked about in the last episode, Nike releasing, you know, their, uh, was it holiday, fall and, and winter, summer and fall so. session. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of good shoes coming out. Nike has not slowed down. We know that they never slow down. So I'm interested. One thing I wanted to get your, your take on something that was interesting that, that came on, I believe yesterday is the Redskins. With mm. FedEx saying that, yep. you know, they want them to change. And I, I saw today they're going to go into investigation of the team name to potentially change or keep it. I don't know what to think about that. Obviously, for me, my opinion on it, and I'm sure a lot of Redskins fans might get on me for this. Some people find it offensive. Why is it such a big deal? Like, oh, it's the brand of the Redskins. What brand? They're like the laughing stock of the league. It's them and the Browns right now that can barely fill up stadiums. And I'd say Cleveland has a much easier job filling up stadiums than the Redskins right now. Dan Snyder's been getting heat for this for a while. I remember, we, I think you probably saw the meme of him doing an interview and in the back, right when kickoff was starting, that stadium was 25% full. Mm-hmm. My opinion is if, if it's that big of a deal to Dan Snyder, I understand why. I do. But if FedEx and Nike and, you know, these people are starting to get off that train, I mean, at what point does the financial branding versus, you know, kind of the, how people view your franchise, like at what point do you weigh those options against each other and, and make an executive decision, whether we're with this or we're against it, because we've seen in these you know, last few months, you can't, you can't tight rock. You can't wa- mm-hmm. walk on the tightrope. You got to make a decision. So I- I'm very interested to see what happens from that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because one, my mom actually grew up outside of DC for pretty much her entire life and, uh, you know, didn't even think twice, you know, it was, it was never a term that she at least heard, you know, a redskin 
being used as a derogatory term towards Native Americans, which, you know, and I can understand now looking at it from a broader aspect, I'm older, I have more knowledge. And at the end of the day, and I think this is my view on everything when it comes to, you know, the statues being removed or names being changed. If it bothers you that much that a name is being changed or a statue is being taken down that either has no direct affiliation towards you or anyone you know, you need to do some self-reevaluation. At least that's as far as I'm going to go when it comes to how I feel about it, because in, you know, there's so many opinions out there, but if you're that upset about a name change, you may want to, you know, reconsider, but I've seen all of the new concepts on what the Redskins should change their name to. I've seen a lot of dumb ones. Let's be real. But yeah. one that stood out to me, did you see the Washington red tails? Yes. And I, I want to read that just for our listeners and viewers. The name red tails celebrates the world war II Tuskegee airmen, who were the first African-American military aviators in the U.S. Armed Forces. The nickname Red Tails comes from their planes, which had a distinct crimson tail, which would mean no more. You'd have to do any rebranding. There's the jersey. I know you can't really see right now. There's the logo. I mean, yeah. you literally wouldn't have to change colors or anything, just a quick name. What, what would be the harm in that? I, I just don't get it. I'm with you when you say, you know, like what real connection? Like, let's be honest here. What real connection? do you have to the Redskins name other than maybe the 67 year old guys who had memories of Joe Theismann and these guys back in the day? I mean, come on guys. Like your best quarterback, maybe in the history of your franchise was black. Like why not celebrate more of an African-American style, you know, things celebrate, like you said, the Tuskegee airmen, that's obviously gigantic in the African-American community. So I don't see the big deal, but I'm also not a Redskins fan. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I have any sort of uh opinion right. on it in that regard but no allegiance i do know how i feel about protecting teams and why use a name that's you know people are talking about they did a they did a poll and it was one out of 10 or something first of all there's no real statistics on that poll that could have been you you did 10 people that you paid off there's no real specifications on that poll when they polled native americans and what they felt and was it you know offensive or was it not but if there's one person who's offended by it and not to mention, it's the group that we literally took this country from, like, and ostracized them into their own areas, which still exist today. Like, th there's still areas where they have to be on their own. Like, what are we doing? It's not that big of a deal, guys. I'm sorry. When you talk about all these people getting angry at NASCAR and taking away the Confederate flag, you realize, like, yeah, this is about American freedom. And that's exactly what the Confederate Matter of fact, represented the opposite of. It was dividing the United States. It's silly to me. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. But like you said, I think the Red Tails would be great. I think there are other options as well. But for me, I'm with you. You know, if it's that big of a deal to you, realistically, like, and it's not it's like just, it's, I don't it, feel that way. It's That's not like I it's going to erase the history of the team and their exactly. accomplishments. It's not like they're saying, we're going to change your name and we're going to take the last 70, 70, 80 years of your organization <laughs> exactly. and throw it down the, throw it down the drain. No. I mean, you could go on and on. I mean, there's no, to me, there's really no right or wrong answer. It's just whatever the owner feels is best, whatever the exactly. NFL can come to an agreement with. On another note, to close things out, um, one thing that I read in my book that I just finished about Ray Allen, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, so forgive me, but he pretty much said towards the end of the book, and I really wanted to share this because I loved it, do not go through life thinking you are the victim because life is hard. Life is not going to be easy. Because if you think, but if you think you are the victim, that is what you will end up being. How does that resonate with you? Yeah, I love that. I mean, for me, that's one of those things that 
you don't outwardly say all the time, but you can feel it. Like, you know, when I was playing basketball, that, that was what somebody who grew up in my situation would have done, right? I was born in New York. A lot of my uncles played basketball. My mom played basketball. So it just kind of seemed normal, right? So when I made the switch to pursue tennis, I took with me that victim feeling at the beginning of like, oh, well, am I going to get the same opportunity? Am I going to get treated wrong because I'm a black player? I mean, I'm half black, but black player in a super predominantly white man sport. I mean, more than a lot of sports that we see. So, you know, how, how am I going to get um, received? And I do know there are a lot of other black players that I played around who brought that chip on their shoulder mentality. And that made them even have a worse you know, reputation in, in mm -hmm. the tennis community because they would consistently bring up a oh, race is the reason why I got cheated. Race is the reason why people don't like me. When in reality, I, I'll be 100% honest, some of the worst cheating junior tennis players I played around were black. I mean, and that's just the truth. Some of the worst, something, wait a minute. No, it's don't bring that into it. Like, don't, you don't initiate that conversation. You play, you prove these stereotypes wrong. And that's what I tried to do throughout juniors and throughout my time at Wingate. You know, you don't have to look a certain way to play a certain sport. And, that, and that's just what it is. So to have that victim mentality, like you said, you will fall into those traps. And I believe that they are traps. Act as a human, act as an intelligent, eloquent, well-spoken, outspoken person and talk against these stereotypes act against you know these preconceived notions about what you should or shouldn't be doing and i think at the end of the day i think he's right i think bringing that victim mentality into what you're doing and what you're you know chasing and trying to accomplish in your life is only going to hold you back i think the most important thing somebody can have is full confidence in themselves as a person and their abilities their intellect their speaking ability their personality not the race and i and I do understand. And maybe I hope that doesn't sound insensitive to people who are trying to maybe make me say that these things don't exist. They absolutely do exist. There are stereotypes. There are preconceived notions that keep people out of jobs and out of opportunities. But what good does it do you to fear that so much that you act as that? You don't need mm -hmm. to act as that. Act in the way that you are. Be the person you are and prove people wrong. So for me, you know, I, I love that. I, I think that's a great thing to close on. I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think it's very important. I think it's important that people act as themselves. Don't act against what people might think you're supposed to be. You'll get too caught up in that. When, when you get caught up in what other people's opinions are of you, you lose track of who you are yourself. So, you know, I, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. You know how much I value and appreciate your opinion, Danny. And in time like this, when I get to hear your insight, it's always awesome, man. So thank you for those words. And to close episode 29, I actually didn't tell you this. <laughs> I've got a jersey to show you. Oh, oh. of the goat and I'm, I'm gonna be wearing this pretty often because it was a really good buy um very happy that i have it i know you said for those the goat you, just you said the goat so yeah this, well, this podcast might not be over if i disagree with who you're talking about so yeah. okay i got this jersey not too long ago my mom actually got it for me when i say the goat i mean it's really just the goat right now let's be real um okay. and we're gonna be seeing a lot of him in orlando chasing a ring i mean you really don't know what to expect um here it is. I don't know if you can read that. For those of you that aren't listening, or the, for those of you that aren't watching, it's on Dedokumpo, number 34, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. That is how, that is how we're going to close things. Episode 29 is in the books. You, you will not close me out. And, and for, those of you who, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and I wouldn't even get into debating the go, because we're going to wait and see. I can't wait to see these guys go at it. 
But I'm telling you right now, Donnie, if the Lakers play the Bucs in the finals and your Bucs don't come out on top, I'm wearing the LeBron Crenshaw jersey. Crenshaw. We're talking the Crenshaw Nipsey Hustle-inspired jersey. Every Zoom session until the NBA season begins again. I'm telling you that right now. And you viewers and listeners, you hold me to this. I will wear it on every single Zoom call like Shannon does with the Legoat mask that he wears after the big games. I will wear that LeBron jersey every single Zoom session. But, and you have me on record, the people hear me, if, I say if strongly, the Bucks beat the Lakers and only the Lakers. I will not respect it if they beat the Clippers. Oh, right. come, on. Will. Come, will. On. come on. Come on. Come on. It's got to be the Lakers. It's got to be against my guy, LeBron, right? If Giannis overcomes LeBron and the Lakers, I will wear my Giannis jersey because those of you who know, I, I love my jersey collection. I have a cream colored Giannis jersey, and I love that jersey. I will wear that jersey. I'll give you a month. I'll give you, I'll give you every Zoom call for a month. I'll take that. But – if Giannis doesn't show up in those finals and the Lakers win, you're going to see me in that Crenshaw jersey for about four or five months in a row. So That's there's fair. a lot on the line here. But that is a beautiful Giannis jersey. All jokes aside, you know me and my jersey collection is something I pride myself on. So that's a beautiful jersey, and I'm excited Thank to you. see your boy Giannis. And I'm excited to see what he can do in the playoffs this year because he's always had you know a little a couple of issues, just something standing in his way. Obviously, it was youth. Then it was Kawhi, you know, one of the best on-ball defenders that there is who gave him some trouble. You know, this is his year, so I'm excited to see. And and truthfully, I wouldn't be mad if they won. And you know why I wouldn't be mad if they won? Because I've predicted that if they win, Giannis will leave and no. he will come oh play in Golden State. And that is how I think we should end episode 29 with you thinking about Giannis potentially getting a ring. I mean, that's a positive thing. We can both agree on that. If Giannis gets a ring, that, yeah. that solidifies his superstardom. And if he comes to play in Golden State and they win three more, I mean, I, I mean, Giannis is up there with the top guys if he comes to play with the best organization in the league and wins, you know, three, maybe three more rings. <laughs> maybe three more. The best I mean, organization in the maybe league. Maybe think about it. Three more. Oh. That, that would be amazing for Giannis. What a legacy he would have. Let, huh? me, let me just say, legacy. let me just say, <laughs> when you say to me, if the Bucks don't come through, I hope you know, you know, this and that, how you're saying you're going to, you know, rub it in my face. I hope you know. Uh-oh. I hope you know that if LeBron, after all this stuff that I see on Twitter, if the Lakers don't win the finals, I don't care if they don't make the finals. I don't care if they lose against the Clippers. If the Lakers do not win the finals, you better believe that I will be just as ignorant as Shannon Sharp is on, on uh, Undisputed because – Every single time I see something about the NBA, it's, oh, LeBron's getting ready. LeBron's back. LeBron this. LeBron yeah, that. that doesn't have Not to that... do with LeBron. It's all about LeBron. Are you no, kidding? No, but I'm saying it's about LeBron, but LeBron's not coming out and saying it. Neither he is Giannis. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm saying this to you. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But I'm saying in general, like, it's if LeBron true. doesn't win the finals this year, what is it? What is the, what's the excuse going to be? I agree. No, I completely agree with someone's that. Someone's going to win, so someone's going to overcome the obstacle. That. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. This is what. This is the excitement. This is what. <laughs> this is why we need basketball back. All yes. this what if and you're gonna and I'm gonna. This right. is why I cannot wait. And we will. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. We will do more podcasts than you've ever heard from us once the NBA season gets going. 
this debate is never over. This conversation never. is never over. Thank you guys never, for never. tuning in. Episode 29 of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. Next week, episode 30 is coming. We got a big time guest. Yes, Stay we do. Stay tuned. Peace out. Peace out, guys.